Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Won't back down. With Will Levinson, Jake Lehman, and Sam Potosa. It's homecoming week in Gainesville, ladies and gentlemen. What a great, beautiful weather week we're awesome. having after really a, a brutal weather week the week before. And our thoughts, prayers, and feelings are with those affected by Hurricane Ian in southwest Florida, in Fort Myers, Tampa, Captiva, that area. Luckily for us in Gainesville, the Hurricane Ian proved that hurricanes are afraid of the swamp veering off from us at the last second, giving us three weeks off from school and giving us fears of losing power, but doing very little to anyone. I mean, I know Lehman lost power for a little bit, but most of us were fine and okay. Didn't for about have a podcast. 30 minutes. For about 30 minutes. Didn't have a podcast last week, but we've got one this week as the weather is gorgeous. No clouds in the sky, yeah. 70 degrees or really 60 degrees this entire week. And the festivities are ongoing. Right salons, guys. I want to fuck this weather. This weather is yeah, insane. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> time. That's weather. a great way to put it. Yeah, this I mean, is. It, I mean, when you it, walk outside, you're just like, this is fall. It's it's kind of like to a spiral. It's like and, and, uh, to a spiral was a little shaky post concussion, but uh, before the second concussion, it wasn't looking great. Um, <laughs> no, Tua was playing really well before then. Tua's throat is just sicky. Right? Well, before, I mean, I mean the everything sack, unfortunate. The sack he took for the second concussion was not ideal. That not, was not, not an ideal, ideal not ideal. But uh, the oh, I'm so like glad. With I, the second concussion, the one where uh, the, the alleged second concussion. We're not going to confirm anything. No, no, that was a concussion. But uh, it was a concussion. The second one. Allegedly, the first one. Allegedly, the second one. That's what I'm. We know it was the first, but allegedly, the second. But we, yeah, the one where he got the concussion. Well, according to my doctor on Twitter, he thinks it was a concussion. So, well, regardless, he held the ball for that long because he's he's trying to make a play. He's trying to make a play. Let Tua cook. He's just, he's just trying to make a play. Have you seen like this TikTok trend where people are going like, Don't do it, do it, do it. Yeah, like, Hal Farkas that. will not oh, shut up. Oh, I hate that. Hal Farkas and Stavsky, they won't That's shut up. That's messed up. It, I'm just so glad annoying. we're not having a different conversation about Tua and that, you know, he, he should take more time off than he's going to, but regardless, I'm glad he's okay and not dealing with anything. I want him to rest for at least two weeks. Too severe. A, we, a month, honestly. Yeah, we have but. a really easy stretch. For, I mean, this isn't a Dolphins podcast by any means, but eh, it basically is, but... We have two a really easy stretch for the next three or four games. Let him sit out as long as he needs. Although I do, I don't really see a world where he doesn't suit up for Sunday Night Football against the yeah, Pittsburgh Steelers against his old friend Brian Flores. I don't see a world that where would he be really suit cool. Up. And look, people, there's been a lot of talk. There's been a lot of bad animosity, a lot of bad things being said about the Dolphins. I think in reality, they followed all the concussion protocols laid out for them. And to a past all those protocols. I mean, you talk to players, coaches, doctors, everyone that spoke to Tua after the alleged or, I mean, just assumed concussion from week three against the Bills, Tua was fine. He, he, he had no issues thinking, calling plays, executing the plays, looked fine, played fine. Everything, by all means, appeared perfectly fine about Tua. And then he takes a vicious hit last week and... 
yeah. has the reaction. Yeah, and yeah. even so, even so, he currently, I mean, this week he's he's seeming to be a lot better. He's doing fine. I mean, he's, he's he sounds like he's fine. I, th- I think it's going to be, be okay. well, it's going to so be a couple here, weeks. Here's the thing, right? Two was out this week, and people are now turning off our podcast because they don't want to hear about the Dolphins until the end. Well, so you can let's you talk. Can, about yeah, we'll give you the football. we'll give you the five minutes of Dolphins at the end. But, we'll but we're enjoying college. it. We're enjoying it right now because I mean, there's, there's a lot. It's it's a very fascinating topic. Look, you, you don't turn on ESPN and just see them talking about the Gators twenty four seven. You see them talking about the Dolphins, and that's why, as Dolphins fans, it's the biggest story in sports or has been for the last couple of weeks. So that's why we're talking about it. But. We'll talk more at the end of the podcast, so if you're a Dolphins fan listening, you can stay till then. Even if you're not, it's going to be an, an interesting conversation. We're going to halt this right here to talk about what we're, what we're actually here to talk about. And that is the the, sh- the blue, ni- the nice shirt San Patosa is wearing, the Gator helmet, uh, surrounded by fun and gun champs on his shirt. Nice shirt you got there from the 90s with Steve Spurrier and Danny Warfel. Meanwhile, tonight, um, tonight. William Oyo got an interview. Table tennis. I'm Mr. Table Tennis, J School Kid, so I had to make a decision. I was going to tell you about this earlier. I know, but, I have a class. Yeah. Right, no, I, but I had to make a decision if I was going to Great TA. Going to Great Hollow TA. Scream oh, yeah. with, with a lot of people. Great TA. Uh, at Bush Gardens. Don't like roller coasters, so a little, little fearful of that. And I don't like haunted houses either, but I decided to go. Meanwhile, William Oyo asked me to help him with an interview with Danny Warfel's son. He goes here now, right? Yes, interviewing him about pickleball. Club sports are on the come up. And pickleball's um, on the come up. But yeah, Florida Gators yeah, football anyway. got a 52-17 victory over Eastern Washington in which they didn't really have to try. It was a romping, as we like to say back in our sports in 60 days. Remember those days? They yeah, didn't that. have to try. Um, but well, how about Jalen Kitna? He look, he, look, he passes the eye test. And that's yeah. all you really ha- – Want from your backup quarterback? There's something about the number eleven at the University yeah, of Florida. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean that first up. throw, the Just rollout, the throw to Pearsall. Like, well, I don't know if he'll ever start here, but I feel a lot more comfortable knowing we have that. And, right. and again, Jack Miller probably will still be the two. But if you're talking about potential to start here one day, I think it's more likely we see Kitna be that guy. Jalen Kitna threw a deep ball bomb to Caleb Douglas for his first career catch of his college career for a believe it was, was a 40 yard touchdown catch, sure. um 90 percent sure probably probably yeah, maybe he caught a screen or something but that's what that's to, what sean said on they're the call. probably trying to I maintain it, yeah. the red shirt he's been I, he's been on the field a little well regardless i don't think it's physically possible for a human being to throw that football any better than jalen kitten did to caleb douglas yeah screw to a spiral honestly Talk, let's talk yeah. about jalen kitten spiral the release is a little wonky but who cares when the ball gets to where it needs to be um yeah, thoughts on that game. I mean, our defensive yeah, Jaylen, line is not SEC. Jalen Kitna's no, career statistics. His career statistics as Jaylen a Kittner? college football. Yeah. No, no, sorry, Caleb Douglas. One catch. As as a career co- collegiate football player, he has one reception, sixty two yards, and a touchdown. That's beautiful. In his in his college, and that, uh, that is exceptional. Were you guys there at that game? I was. Um, very cool experience. I was in the booth. In the booth, right with, with Sean with Kelly. Sean Kelly. The voice of the Gators getting to uh, be next to him, sort of help him spot, uh, you know, help with the production as far as, you know, with Jeff Cardozo and Steve Egan, a great producer. Man, I was just rewatching that kitten a catch. Yeah. The kitten a throw. That yeah, was perfect that, pass. That was perfect. Perfect. Did you guys pass. see me on TV? 
I did not because no. look, no. I had an eye on that TV and also an eye on the NFL at the same time. Was, and then I was also talking to a kid, and it was like th- I didn't have the Doctor Strange like third eye on my forehead, so like there wasn't. It was only so much eyeballing I could do. On yeah, I was fully in the booth with Red Zone on my phone. Yeah, it is the only way you could do it, but. In terms of Jalen Kitna, it definitely makes you feel a little better if Anthony is going to leave after this year. Personally, I don't think he should, but he's got a whole half of football left this season to fucking show that he could be a first-round draft. He's got eight games. Look, people will forget. It's been two two games where he looked like one of the worst quarterbacks in the country, and then three games where everything that the scouts you know, tout about him has been on full display, and so... Memories are short. I mean, still, he's... That first, first ball to shorter was just so well thrown. The way that... I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but with Anthony, none of us are A, in the building with him, B, in any NFL... Well, you maybe a little bit, but in the building with any of these NFL front offices. But Anthony, I think... I, I feel like he'll continue to play the way he has the last couple of weeks. Someone will be willing to take a flyer on him in the... He, uh, he's not going to go top 10 this year, I don't think, but some the there will be a team willing to take him first round, and that's life-changing money. But what you see with a lot of quarterbacks who come out after their third year in college, first year starting, one more year developing at the college level could serve you so much better long-term. I, it could make the difference between a five-year NFL career or a 15-year career, honestly. Look at Kenny so, Pickett. Kenny none Pickett, of us really Kenny know, Pickett but, wouldn't yeah. have been drafted if he came out a year Exactly. Early. Same as yeah. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow would have been a 6 But I'm pick. saying, even right. if you do go, I like a lot of guys get there. Sam Darnold. You know, 100%. Three, three years and out. Another year at college. Mitch Trubisky started for one season at UNC. <laughs> one year, and look what happened there. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. We'll see. The In terms of Anthony's pro prospects, I had a crazy thought the other day. So let's just say this Lamar contract situation doesn't work out. Which, by the way, it's going to. They have to pay him, especially for the way he's playing this year. He might have a new head coach next year, but yeah. He's going. But what if? What if Lamar gets traded from the Ravens? The Ravens pick up an extra first round pick, and we know we know how they love to trade back into the end of the first round. I could so see the Baltimore Ravens falling in love with Anthony Richardson. I could so see that. Absolutely. I mean, talk about a seamless transition in the. System Greg Roman runs there for Lamar. Yeah, it's a could be somewhat of a plug in. The thing is, if Anthony keeps putting up good tape for the rest of the season, he will be better in postseason workouts than anyone. He will have better workouts than anyone. Maybe not CJ. Right, exactly. Maybe CJ Stroud's the only one I could see having a better workout than him. Yeah, it's interesting. I think the this, uh, I guess we're almost halfway through the almost toward our midseason recap, but. Wow. It looked on on paper there were, I think, a lot of quarterbacks. Um, it, it looked like a loaded year, draft class wise, quarterback wise. A few who have disappointed. Um, Tyler Van Dyke obviously is not going first round, but and then a few names who could work their way in there though, like Jaron Hall at BYU, DJ Heedon Hooker, Hooker, yeah. Um, DJ Caleb Uyunga. Williams would be the number one overall pick if he could come out a year early. I'll just say that. Without question. I don't know. Without question. I actually don't know about that. I feel like Drake May might have something to say. Drake May is That's really good. But it's always like you look ahead to the next year and you're like, wow, yeah, next see. year's quarterback class is going to be we crazy. We are far away from this year's draft season. We're very far. But, when, yeah. is Drake May is... What, is he's he, UNC. I think he's a sophomore. Is he pl- Is he like their starting is, quarterback this year? He has the most passing touchdowns in the country right he's now. He's killing it. Yeah. He's unbelievable. And his brother's Luke May. 
His brother is Luke May. That's why it's so cool. Oh, okay. And his name's Drake. I love the Drake. October's very own. Oh, well, not look at me. Drake. Look at me making a Drake I, reference. I, right, I, but Drake I was, May gonna have a big October starting off with a huge win over Miami on Saturday. Shit, that could be the lock <laughs> of the week. I didn't even think about it that way when I made my road to Embers pick this morning. For I think UNC. that's mine too. So we could double. Wow. Up I mean, on you that. want to look at a quarterback battle? On that. Miami's a three and a half point favorite. Oh my jeez. Let's get into our picks here because I'm right. Or let's. I mean, how much are we really going to talk about this Eastern Washington game? Right. No, I mean, a, a couple <laughs> observations, nothing too. Well, Tennessee, you know, everyone's already listened to their Tennessee podcast, so they don't really care what we have to say about Tennessee because they've no, already they, listened to David really Waters break it down. To you, Tennessee. In Congratulations. You won the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, but no, our, our, I think. Well, well, I'll say this about Tennessee mm-hmm. before you go. I, yeah. I exited that game more confident and more happy with our team than I entered it. I don't know if I'd Agreed. say I was happy. I, I agree. I don't know if I'd say I was happy, but not I felt happy, good about but just, the but just felt the better. Looked horrific. Felt better about yes, it. Yes. We don't have an SEC caliber I, defensive line. And there's schematically yeah. for Tony, there's really not too much I don't think Any he can do until we get the Tight piece. end or slot receiver so like, what is just going to gash us in the middle of the and any mobile quarterback, as we've already seen earlier in the season with Cameron Rising, we saw, well, Levis didn't have a great game against us. We saw it, definitely saw it with Hooker. Number any one pick, Will Levis pick, Hooker looked really good against any us. Any semi-mobile QB okay will just played gash okay. us. Nah, Hooker is the it's, real deal. I don't know. I'm, get, I'm getting the real deal, yeah. Look. He's the highest in favor. We, right we have Missouri, obviously, this weekend. But as I said a few weeks ago, I'm monitoring that LSU game in the back of my head because... If there's one thing they've done right in Baton Rouge this year is they've been running the football very effectively with Jaden Daniels. Hold on. You just said Hooker played okay. No, I said Levis played okay. Oh, Levis. Okay. I said Levis, number future number one overall pick. Well, Levis played no, yeah, the he third played. best out of the quarterbacks we faced this season. I agree. No, he, he did, like, the Hooker only other looked ones way better. Washington. Bro, Hooker, Hooker looked like the Heisman winner. Rise, Rise, Rising, what I'm saying, yeah, Rising was better against us, too. But. No, well, you're right. Exactly. Well, Hooker. Rising was just he, Against Florida. <laughs> Against Florida, Hooker, oh, this is unbelievable. I didn't even realize it. Like, I knew it was good. Tw- 22 of 28, 349 yards, two touchdowns, and then he had added 112 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Anthony had more total yards. That's just a yes, fun fact. that is true. Anthony, <laughs> Anthony meanwhile, had was 24 was of 44. Out. He was So 20 out. incompletions for 453 yards, two touchdowns, Absurd. one interception, and 62 yards on the ground with two touchdowns. Anthony, I think that was a performance a lot of us wanted to see coming out of that game. I don't think many of us believed we would see it, hmm. um, especially not 450-some-odd yards. Uh, I was really impressed with Anthony. Showed me a lot. And maybe the Ross Wolpert daytime-nighttime theory has some has some, has some value. Has some, so, yeah, the, the theory is that Anthony doesn't play as well at night. Because because he he's not he doesn't have great vision kind of like Winston and his eyes get all get all distorted. Yeah, Anthony's not Anthony. If I don't he, know. If, if Anthony doesn't have twenty twenty vision, I think he's wearing contacts. Yeah, I think right. Jameis Winston was a rare case of just what on earth are you doing? You're a, his a, vision yeah, number still, one overall pick quarterback. I don't know if you guys here. have been watching the Saints what? this season, but his vision's still horrible. Unless you're Zach Cohen and have like a negative nine prescription. Contacts should do the job. No, I mean yeah, I don't know. I, I don't understand. I mean I'm a negative five. Like that's pretty bad. But I, I wear contacts. I think. I've... Yeah. You think if you're playing quarterback at the highest level, you'd have the vision thing figured out. But or like we said, not daytime nighttime, but getting uh, 
getting a, a start on the road serving him well. You know? Yeah. Not being in- I agree. I like to think it was kind of a thing where this is a guy who just made his first real collegiate start coming off the game of his life in a ho- in his hometown in front of everyone he knows, quite literally every single person he knows in that city. Yes. Yeah. I just think there were some nerves there. I understand at the quarterback position, you got to be built different. But that's kind of why I want Anthony to come back for one more year. I guess we'll see what happens the, these final eight games. But I would like him to come back because I think another year of learning under the system and getting some playmakers around him, because if he stays, players are going to flock to play with him next year. Portal-wise. And he, yeah, and, and he won't. Yeah. I, it's foolish to say he'll make the same money coming back here next year as if he went to the league. But he will definitely be making seven figures if he comes back to the University yeah. of Florida. The portal thing, it's interesting you say that because I think we become a really interesting portal destination either scenario. One being Anthony comes back. You know, look what we have. We're bringing in this good class. We're not going to make a national title run this year, maybe. But, like, you come here and, you know, we're ready to make a run at something. Or B, Anthony leaves and then the pitch isn't for so much, you know, for skill guys, but more for... A quarterback, look, we're going to plug you, Come play build you. This thing. Yeah. And you guys were talking about the Tennessee game. Will, you said you came out um, feeling better than you did before. And I, for me, the main reason why I felt that way too was we finally got to see that, you know, we're able to scheme guys open in the Napier offense. And that was big. Yeah, definitely. We were able to scheme guys open in the that Napier offense. Big. And I'd like to see some of that creativity kind of seen so much of it before. employed. Yeah against Missouri on Saturday, more mm-hmm. importantly against LSU next Saturday, because now that we're in the SEC, we need to get our first SEC win. That's, do you want, we will drop to 0-3. What's the, the stat? Are we 2-8 and eight in our last 10? Something like that. Something like that. We got to win an I SEC think it, game. I think it is 2-8. And, and that's eight. my response to the people who are not too excited for this noon game, this homecoming game on Saturday. We are looking for our first SEC win in a very long time. It, this is important. I'll steal Mike McDaniel. I, Check your pulse if you're not excited for the Mizzou game. We haven't had an, uh, a real home game in, in a month because Eastern Washington and then USF turned into a good game, but I wouldn't consider that. It's know, also, you get an opportunity to watch this guy, opponent. Anthony Richardson, who is a yeah. walking highlight, play football. It's just an opportunity to go watch right. your favorite team play. Right, uh, and and for me personally, um, I obviously i would only been, well, three games because missed USF because I was in Baltimore, but it got to go... As a fan to Utah, worked Kentucky, and then worked Eastern Washington. So it's my final game going to this year, and as a fan forever. And like, that's sad. Getting to like be there for fun, really. Um, so it, it'll you're be not a cool have fun experience. When you're working? No, I do, but uh, you know, it's different. It's well, not like hopefully, it's uh, work, not you'll leisure, remember this game forever. Hopefully, and fun. do you guys know what Florida's record is against Missouri since Missouri joined the SEC? Probably. Wait, I, I think I could count our wins. Let me think. So, Missouri, give me the yeah. year Missouri joined the SEC. It was 2013, correct? 2012. We won 2012. We won 2012. We lost Must have lost 13 and 14. We, we lost 13 and lost. 14. 15. McElwain, we won. 15. Did we beat them? That was the game before yes, Greer that was got Will suspended. Greer. That, was that was the last, last game. game. It was an three. ugly yeah. one, but That's, we did win. Yeah, okay. We won that game Next 21-3. Next year yeah. was 2016. That was the pick them. six game. 2017. Yeah, the tease Tabor pick six. Well, then 2017, I'm pretty sure they killed us. We got blown out. Yeah. Randy Shannon. 2018, we lost to them in 2018. Blown right? out. Yeah. Twenty Not quite blown out. 2019, we beat them in 2019. So That was the cold. That game was freezing. Are we four? Here and there. What are we four and six? Well, no, twenty twenty. We, we, we twenty twenty. That's win. our last win against them. 
And, you got, and then last year, so you, Dan got fired. So we have four wins against them since they joined the SEC. Wow. See, I was going to... Off the top they, of my head, I was going to say 500, uh, but... Okay, well... It so actually you is guys, four. Hold on. So you guys... You have an ad, I know what it is. Like I looked it up. I did it on the show we also, yesterday. We, we just went through it. Right. No, but uh, you know what the answer is. Well, you were, so what's you were your official, What's your official guess? count four? Four and six? You say four and six. What's your official guess? No, you have to give me an official guess. You've gone through it. You've gone through it. I wasn't doing the finger counting. 12, 15, 16... We want that's five. That's five. The correct Have answer is five and five. Count, yeah. five and five. Five and five. Yes. Uh, okay. I I must. What did I forget to count? Twenty nineteen. I don't. I, you were going through a lot of games. I don't know. It's hard to. Maybe. But the thing is, it gets lost in translation that Missouri had some sick teams since they've been in the SEC. James Franklin, before he was the head coach yeah, at like 2013, uh, Penn State, he was a great quarterback in Missouri. Yeah, man. Remember that? Do you remember? You guys remember James Franklin? Yes, actually, I remember. Yeah. Do you remember um, what was his name? Ely. His his name was Patrick Ely or something. I don't know. A receiver. He was their quarterback for a little bit, and then it was Drew Locke. Well, they had the defense was terrible. Quarterbacks. I remember Matty Mock. Yes, it was Matty. He Mock. was okay. Yeah. They, they, were they got blown Matty out. Um, Mizzou. They twenty thirteen. You guys probably remember this Whoa. game. The, they played Auburn in the SEC title game, and it was yes. like the highest scoring. Yes. Great game. Trey have, Mason went crazy. I have a Thamel bomb. Thamel? Oh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. I want to get, get Whoa, more Florida, Whoa, this could be big, because when a Potosa's eyes I want to get into more, like get into more Florida, Missouri stuff. No, no, no. I feel like this can't wait. Do we do Florida, Missouri? I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. You look excited. No, what, what's the it's difference? It's not that excited. It's not that excited. All right. Just give me, okay. Florida, Missouri. My first ever... Florida football game at the Swamp was 2014. You know went with my dad. Hanger. Let's wait 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Let's let it what, what, yeah, exactly. Went wow. with my, I went with my dad 2014. Uh, first ever Florida game. It was, it was homecoming that weekend, and that was the game that we that Florida outgained 14. Missouri by a hundred oh, by 200 yeah. yards or so. They doubled them in yards, 2014, and that they was, lost 42 to 13. I'll be honest. That game was so bad that I actually just turned it off and watched Notre Dame FSU. I was, that, was that, that was the one where Notre Dame Florida lost game. on the pick play. Yeah. That was you guys remember that Jameis? Uh, yes, actually, I do. That that was the year where Jameis came back, and then they they uh, man to go relive. They won't ever all these games again. Are just so, go hold on, let, let me just. I, I want to find the stats for this game. So uh, yeah, it was something like five tar- turnovers, and that was that right, was so much Florida. So Florida, right first, first of all, Florida had seventeen first downs to Missouri's ten. Florida had two hundred and eighty three total yards. Missouri had 119. That's 150 more. And Missouri did win 42 to 13. And it was here. And here are here are all of Missouri's touchdowns in this game. 96 yard kick return touchdown. Five yard run after a turnover. Two field goals. 80 yard, 82 yard punt return touchdown. 21 yard fumble return touchdown. 46 yard interception return touchdown. So it was a kick return touchdown. A short field after a turnover. A punt return touchdown, fumble return touchdown, and interception return touchdown, and they had 119 yards of offense and scored 42 points. I, that game, good god, Jeff Driscoll got hurt, and then they got booed. Up. He got booed off the field, and then uh, what's his name <laughs> came in, uh, Treon Harris, and, Treon, and uh, I watched deli- Treon delivered highlights with two recently, touchdowns. Actually, me and Brandon Stewart, we watched Tevin Westbrook had a touchdown in that game. Tevin Westbrook is a uh, a, a uh, 
what's it called, a, a intramural league champion. He's one of the best intramural players I've ever seen play here at Southwest you Recreational seen him play? Center. Yeah, I was. Have I, you I, seen him? Yeah, because one time we were playing a flag football game, and like the game before us, he was on the field playing. Like Wait, Kevin he's Westbrook, so much older than we are. I don't know. He was playing, and he, he came was back. Yeah, intramural flag football, and was just like unstoppable. Is he eligible? I don't. I don't know how it works. He was there. He was playing. Rex Sports. You got an open was, investigation into this. And he was unstoppable. Not like that. Yeah. But I, I'll never forget, obviously, his drop against LSU. LSU. Right. <clears throat> All right. What's right. the news? Right. The news? Yeah, let's hear it. I mean, I feel like I have an impossible standard to live up to. Can we it's, guess? Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty. It's, it's, is Harston get fired? No, it's just Quinn Ewers is back. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't mean for my eyes to light up like that. It's okay. It's okay. I, thought it was I, I don't know. I think it's cool. But I thought we that knew that. Cool. I love like, watching say, him like, play Lehman football. Told He's me. officially back, though. All right. Do you me, get Samuel bombs to your phone? No, but me personally, like, I just thought he was back. I didn't know. I would like to consider myself the world's fourth leading advocate of the Samuel bomb. I would like to become synonymous with the Woj bomb or the Shefty bomb. Wait. Fourth leading advocate? That's not a word, is it? Fourth. Well, who's well, That's well, impossible. Fourth leading. Second of all, well, who would be the first? You who, know what? I didn't the mean first to say, three? I mix, you I mean, mean the leading advocate for the fourth bomb being the Thamel bomb? Like, in addition to the Schefter bomb, the Woj yeah, bomb, and yeah. who's... My jargon and is what the, what the... What's the third bomb? Le, LeBron bomb? Uh, who, who, Shams? I don't know. Shams. No, maybe. What's his name? What's his name, the baseball guy? I don't know. I'm an advocate. Kirkjian. Tim Kirkjian. It's no, Kirkjian. it's not Kirkjian. It's Jeff Passion. Jeff, yeah, Passion. Oh, no, but yeah. he put out like a salty tweet about see, Aaron Judge the other day. Yeah. Uh, no. Sources, uh, star quarterback, I, Quinn Ewers, will back down, for Texas. I think we should all commit the family bombs on our phone. We love you, Pete. We love you, Pete. We, Pete, you, Pete. we were... When I gave my biggest winner of the coaching carousel last year, I said it was Pete Thamel. It was it Pete was. Thamel. That was, uh, he, I, I've never seen a human being go on a heater like he did over that Oh, he was like just three weeks. nonstop. Unbelievable. And then he fucking took a heat check with the Oregon vacancy. It was insane. Wait, who beat him? Oh, oh heat check, he said. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He just wow. couldn't be stopped. Oh, because he, yeah, the, uh, what? Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning, people wanted to fire him after week one. Oregon's playing good. Oregon's, Oregon's the 12th playing ranked well. team in the country. Bo Nix is having fun. He's having fun. Good for him. You know, Eighty yard touchdown. They do Ronnie say the West Washington Coast could State. be more fun. So, and I know Jake Lehman. You're someone trying to go west. The weather's around. better. Um, you guys want to do like a little fastest two minutes thing? Just recap week five a little bit. Sure. Well, okay. I'll name a game. You guys tell me what you think. Yeah, I Big Will. We were at uh, the Swamp, the new location. Great place to watch games because on. So on, on the wall, they have three TVs, one big, two, not small, but you can still see pretty well. And then if you go on the upper level, there's like a bar sort of thing. Not a bar, like an actual bar, but the... It's just like it? a like a weird, like, just... Yeah, there's stools. And there's then you're stools sitting, and there's just a table. And, so you can, and you can look over like this... eye bowl. level with, with the TVs that are up uh, on the wall. You know, it's right, very cool. for the first floor. It's yeah. actually funny you say that. Because my friend Jake Beal, who we've just spoke glowingly about on this show before... My roommate. ...says... That the TV situation there just isn't great. 
according to Beal. It depends where you're sitting. Right. That seat was good because there were multiple games on each of those screens. Upstairs, when we first got there, they were all Bama, Arkansas in the second half. Or really, it was no, it was the second quarter. It was 28 nothing. That's something I won't tolerate if I'm a It was 28 nothing. It's like multiple. (coughs) Oh, if there was multiple games on the TV, you better have all the multiple games on. Exactly. Ridiculous. Yeah, no, like all the games just having just a blowout, one blowout game is. Horrible. Well, there's all, there is room for improvement. So if you sit on that upper deck thing, it's good because you have multiple. There is room for improvement, though, because I, with the weather being as nice as it's going to be for the next two months now, the rest of college football season, you want to get an outside table at the Swamp. But that giant screen that they have, the huge one, the projector, only one game. I feel like they got a quad box that or something. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, all right, let's do the fastest two minutes. Well, okay. Give me a, Arkansas. All right, let's start yeah, with let's Arkansas, Alabama. Well, Georgia that was, was in, yeah. crazy for about five minutes. Yeah. And yeah. then I went to shower real quick because I was just trying to squeeze in a quick shower in between the final witching hour. And it was over by the time I got out of the shower. I took like a two-minute shower, and it was fucking over. John Milrow or whatever the fuck his name is. Jalen Milrow. Well, Jalen Really, Milrow. I mean, it was Jameer uh, Gibbs. Big Will's came. preseason Heisman pick. Jameer Gibbs, yes. Jameer, I mean, yeah. he completely took over in that second, in that fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, it's unfortunate for Arkansas because you can portal all you want, but they don't have like the pieces up front on defense. They, they got gas. You, absolutely. recruiting cycles. And even their best portal guy, there. even their best best portal guy, Jaden Hazelwood. Hazelwood, yeah. I mean, first of all, the guy's playing. I mean, you're playing for the spread here, and this guy's got an easy first down, oh, and yeah. then just runs yeah. to nowhere. No, yeah. So the spread yeah. is it's a, it's a 23 point game. We got 17 on the line. So it was a heck of a oh, I, chance for for backdoor cover. My bets just, just went to shit. So I would I bet on Baylor and Arkansas. And yeah, that they was a, that both game. were looking good and just went to a disaster so quickly. That's a game I didn't watch that I wish I did. Oklahoma State, Baylor. Yeah. See, I went back and watched like Boring the 20-minute version. It, Baylor, that, that was a closer game than you would have. Like, it was an 11-point game, but really those are pretty too easy. Something looks up with Baylor's offense this year. They can't Shape, re- it's interesting you say that. They turn the ball over a good bit, but shaping, we want to talk about spirals that look nice. Oh, he's Shapen got a fuckable a, spiral. He has a fuckable spiral. As they say, I'm part of my take. He's He's got a a fuckable fuckable spiral. spiral. Funny you said, Big Cat, I think, coined that term, the fuckable spiral. I think it was Trevor Lawrence that he first said it I think he said, I think the the exact tweet was, holy shit, Trevor Lawrence has a fuckable spiral. And then ever since then, I can only think of that when I see. (laughs) There's certain quarterbacks that they do. Back when we used to do the medium with the Spisemans and Nate Applebaum, we used to do a segment called the most fuckable spiral of the week. (laughs) (laughs) He might have. No, okay, CJ Stroud probably does. If we're talking about the most. The most fuckable in college football. I think it's probably Stroud. It's probably Stroud or... Honestly, I think maybe Drake May. Drake May is a savage. Drake May is a savage, yeah. Jalen Kidna, I don't know. Jalen Kidna yeah, had yeah. a pretty fuckable spot. Yeah. It was... Wow. Um, Clemson, NC State, that was like the big game. Uh, and that was another boring one. It kind of played out like a lot of people thought. Yeah, NC State, Clemson... They're a good football team. They're not quite there, but the, sadly for them, if they couldn't do it this year, they probably never will be. The thi- Clemson don't has all the makings of the number one team in the country. TND posted something about this the other day. He said it the past couple weeks he's looked like freshman year DJ Uangalele. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's freshman year. I just think he is who he is at this point. He's his own quarterback. This is what he's getting. But you're still playing really well with him, and they're able to spread the ball effectively. They're yeah. not as explosive as they once were, as we once were accustomed to, in the Jeff Scott, Tony Elliott offense back with Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson. But the way they've kind of built this offense around that backfield of Will Shipley and you have Ungalele on our center... I like how they run it. It's a very, yeah. it's a very spread out 
efficient offense built around running. It's a good college football offense. I want to pat myself on the back just a little bit because we were talking about Clemson in the preseason. I said, DJ lost 25 pounds. Probably be a good thing for your offense. Caught a little flack for saying that from you guys, but opening up the run game done wonders for them because he was a statue last year and that led to terrible things for that offense. But now that they opened up the run game, it's opened everything up. Um, Kentucky Ole Miss was at noon. Ole Miss is for real, man. I mean, look, that was the Vegas trap of the day. Ever the, the um, action on Kentucky money line was insane. Yeah, Kirk picked Kentucky. Um, I had Ole Miss spread, so that was a little disheartening. But mm, Ole Miss yeah, looks arguably like one of the better rushing teams in the country right now with that backfield duo of Quinshawn Jenkins and Zach Evans. Jackson Dart isn't playing great, but he's playing efficient. And they look like a very formidable team in the SEC West. I would argue they potentially look like the second-best team in the SEC West right now. Lane Kiffin's going to be Nick Saban's replacement in Alabama. You heard it here first. Wow. That was bold. Wow. I mean, I'm the, kid who, I'm the kid who declared Klubnik was coming in last week. But that was bold. It just seems like it's going to happen. I know, I know he doesn't love to recruit. But it just feels like he's the guy. He's got... Who? I said Lane Kiffin's going to replace Nick Saban at Alabama when that that time just, comes. There are so few coaches who are able oh, to change their philosophies the way that you know Lane Kiffin has with his roster. Their roster's not great. Do you think but, Lane would leave this offseason if granted with a good opportunity? Well, we were going to talk a little coaching there. carousel a little later. Auburn, there will be a smoke around that. I don't think he would leave for Auburn. I agree with you. I don't think he Why would, would you? I think he would have left last year. For Florida or Miami or USC, USC. Oh, we didn't. Oh, yeah, we didn't want him. But of course, we did it. But Miami didn't. Miami should have Miami hired Kiffin. Yeah, yeah. Kiffin is great. One of the better football offensive minds around our game today. And number two, and yes, he doesn't players, love recruiting, but but players want. Yes, play players for him. love him and want to play for him. The thing I will say is that there has been no one better in the transfer portal than Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Since, besides maybe Lincoln Riley. Like the but only, Lincoln Riley didn't really play the transfer portal. The he just got all of his guys. Against yeah. that, you can't win a national title through the portal. So, like, at Florida, I don't think it quite would have worked out as well. Oh, as I, think could, I think it would have been, been a like, disaster. I think it would have been a better, like, slightly better Mullen, honestly. But I just think if, when the time comes, and they need to replace him, I think... In that big of a role, the recruiting thing, he would he would suck it up. He would he would come around to texting seventeen year olds more, and he would. I think I think he's the guy. I just do. I mean, there are a few football minds like him, few personalities like him. A and big program is going to take a chance on him. Yeah, and they will not regret. And and they're gonna they, they, they're they gonna go through him. Nick. I mean, Nick's probably gonna handpick his successor. And out of anybody who's worked for him, Lane. I don't think he would. You don't think he would. I think he's spoke more glowingly about him and thinks, I mean, it, shit, if Napier works out here, they're going to come after him. I really wonder who that would be. I, yeah. I, I don't wow. think Nick's going anywhere anytime soon. He's not going anywhere. He'll die on the football field. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe by then they'll have, like, enough AI to get, like, Bear Bryant back going. <laughs> get his mind uploaded to a computer chip or something. Yeah. Uh, what's the, well, turn, check back in like eight years and see if that turns out to be correct, I guess. I want to discuss one spread for this upcoming week, and it's about a game that we already kind of mentioned. 
Do you know the spread on the Mississippi State-Arkansas game this weekend? Mississippi State minus nine and a half. We talked about this. I think KJ's not playing. Me and him talked about it. Yeah, KJ, he, he had I, a I think concussion Mississippi or State nine and a half is the play there. Because like you said, it looks like they had no answer up front. Mississippi State's going to gash them. Yeah, they've got somewhat of a balanced attack actually now. Mississippi State. Leach is having fun. Yeah. He's getting eloped. He had a great offseason in getting Key West. Wait. Did you not see him like going to rant about elopement? Wait, what? He, he got married? No, he didn't get married, but he was I, talking. He's been married probably. He's been right? married, but he was talking about, he was like, he was talking about some shit about how like he loves when young people go get eloped in like Las Vegas or something. I don't know. Maybe Big Will and his girlfriend will do that next weekend. But She's not coming. Get her on a flight. Yeah. Uh, Toys trip. Yeah, sports trip. It's but a boys yeah. trip. Boys trip. And sports trip. Mike Leach with a uh, veteran starting quarterback. Never count out Mike Leach with a veteran starting quarterback. Rodgers in his third year there. People were high on them coming in. They were. It was Steve Spurrier's Heisman. Put him in my top year. 20. I like Will Rodgers. It's unfortunate for them they lost to LSU because they could go on. If they hadn't lost that LSU game, you got Arkansas and then Kentucky. Could be talking about. Uh, I mean. I guess even with the loss to LSU, they win these two, and you're talking about a one-loss Mississippi State going to Bama. Yeah, that's insane. But no, they're playing pretty good defensively too. I mean, they. Uh, well, I guess they did what they needed to do to get get people calling into Feinbaum to talk about um, murdering Jimbo Fisher, right? Yeah, this Jimbo Fisher shit is insane. This guy. <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with him right now? Well, because pull is, up the tweet that you let's, mentioned. Let's, let's look at the quarterbacks he's had since Jameis Winston. Sean McGuire. Terrible. DeAndre Francois. Ruined him. Ruined him. You, like, he, put him out, he put him out behind the worst offensive line anybody's ever seen. Absolutely ruined that young man's career. Mm-hmm. James Blackman, who actually looked pretty good at first, ruined him as ruined well. Ruined him, too. <laughs> who was after James Blackman? Well, Taggart also helped ruin him. But Then he goes to the A&M. First year's Mond. Mond was pretty solid. Then he got a good year out of Mond. He got a good year the, out the of the COVID Mond, year. Then after Mond, what was it? Haynes King, Zach Calzada transferred. He got Max Johnson. That was he a got turn. one good game out of Calzada. Look, we tout Jimbo Fisher as this offensive genius. This guy who's a quarterback developer, a guy who could scheme anyone open. What has he done to prove us that in the past however many years since FSU won the national championship? I understand that they had that run a couple years after when they still had Dalvin and they made it to the Orange Bowl. But yeah, the results are not there for Jimbo Fisher. And I'm a guy who took him in the second round of our coaches draft. Because I was thinking, this is a national champion. This is a guy who recruits at the highest level. But he's just not producing the results for the talent he's consistently bringing in. And it's not like he's putting him in a bad situation. He doesn't have the personnel. Mm-hmm. He has the personnel. He's just not getting the most out of them. Well, the thing is, I thought about Because Jimbo, he's never not been a recruiter, right? Yeah. But, I mean, these rumors. And, again, Will, you, you talk. Like, they, um, I mean, they're talking about preliminary. And who knows if it's true. But there's. Rumors that, you know, the boosters are talking about buying him out. People calling into Feinbaum talking about hiring a hitman to avoid buyout. I don't know how you can muster up $85 million. Uh, but I guess, I guess, like, you, you think about, like. And if you're Jimbo, do you kind of want that? Sure. Why not? Like, I mean. Talking about getting the, eloped in Key West? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Like, I, like, I don't understand about, like, the buyout thing is, like, doesn't that just, like, make the coach not want to try as much? Well, it's Texas oil money. I think these guys have such high egos, though, other than, you know, the Mullins of the world. Like, like Mullen was thrilled to get his buyout. You already have so much money, though. 
Well, Eight, I guess my question though is $85 million. Right. Double what he, it's probably yeah. what he has. He right. pays double what he has. Yeah. Well, when you talk about that kind of money though, being available, them having that much money, do you think that the way that these boosters look at it is sure Jimbo is a good recruiter, but like we're going to have the recruiting side of this figured out regardless because we have so much NIL money that you know, maybe we should go out and hire the best schematic coach. Like, you mean as an assistant the, coach or as a head no, coach? I, like I, don't, I don't think they would have any, any issue pulling the trigger on the buyout. <laughs> they, they would... Right. For $85 million? Dude, they would shit that money out like it's a dirty oil on a Sunday. What like, I'm saying is, like, what I'm saying is when you talk about Jimbo I guess $85 Fisher, million dollars recruiting, recruiting's billion, always so. been his calling card. That's why you paid him $100 million to begin with was, look, he put together this unbelievable roster, Florida State won a national title. We're going to have, as long as Jimbo's here, we got the recruiting part of this figured out, right? But when you have that kind of money laying around with NIL, I feel like maybe it's a, oh, well, right, we don't need this. We, we can we hire Dan Mullen, and we're going to have the recruiting side of this figured out because, because we have so much money. goddamn money. That That's <laughs> true. That's true. Like, That's you a really plug good Dan point. Mullen into a situation where you have the most NIL funds in the country and – <laughs> yeah, no, if you allow like, Dan, Dan Mullen, Mullen top if you, if you, class, yeah, we're no, winning big if you, time. If you allow Dan Mullen to coach this Bama or this Georgia this team, A&M team, or even this A&M team, yeah, exactly. With, yeah, so yeah, much with Evan Stewart, they would their offense would be insane. Exactly. So, like, part of me when I saw they're talking about buying out Jimbo is so, who are they going to hire? But at the same time, it's like, well, well, yeah. who are some coordinators out there? How about well, Brian Johnson? From he's with Philly right now. Right. Yeah, he's the quarterback coach for the Eagles. Yeah, he's done a great job there. I mean, if you're talking to high-profile coordinators around the country, I mean, there's this guy named Todd Grantham on the defensive <laughs> staff at Alabama. He's, I'm telling you, he runs a better 3-4 than anyone else in the country. I mean, <laughs> look at Bama's defense. He's doing an incredible job. That's all him. Yeah. Grantham ran a— I don't know. Like, if you are A&M, what's your, what's your point of attack here? How, how do you fix this? Because you've got the number one class. You've made coordinator changes— what what is there to do? They really, I think it's I think it's Jimbo's got to um, swallow the pride a little bit and go out and hire the biggest money offensive coordinator you can. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Change I agree. your philosophy entirely. If you hire like if go get Lincoln Riley's little brother. I know Jimbo's been running the same offense for years, and that completely changing the philosophy of everything might be a little. You might have growing pains at first, but. If they were with the talent they have on defense and the kind of receivers and stuff they get, if you go to that true like, you know, Art Briles Texas spread, I would like Joe it'd Brady. Be, it'd, be, it'd be a lot better than it yeah, is. You now. Hide, Joe Brady is in co- the NFL right now. What is he? The QB coach for the Bills? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also another another NFL. Look, I mean, as, as far as coordinators are concerned, I'm definitely more keen on the National Football League than guys in college. But one coordinator that's having an unbelievable season his first year as an office coordinator. Is Ben Johnson, ben the Johnson. OC, of, OC for the Lions. of the Detroit Lions? Oh, yeah. doing an incredible job. I feel like he'll just get hired yeah. in the NFL ben, in general. Well, well, right, but Ben Johnson, the, like as like an A M OC, like, I, like he would make sense because he's like now an NFL OC. But I mean, he was he was with the Dolphins for a while with uh, mm-hmm. with Gase as like a you know quarterbacks coach assistant. Uh, I'm really trying to think coach. Like, who they would even hire as their offensive coordinator A M. Yeah, I don't know. Because what, what do you want? You want air raid? You want spread? Do you want? I feel yeah. like you have to go to a spread. I think you do. Levy's not leaving Oklahoma. I, I mean, he's no, an he's, alum. He's not leaving Oklahoma. There, there's always people though. I mean, you talk about uh, well, Garrett Riley, TCU, Lincoln's little brother. Yeah. He's at TCU right now. 
Wow. Bring that sunny dykes like it, from the Art Charlie Weiss Jr. from like, Ole Miss. Yeah, that's a good hire. Good Charlie hire. Weiss Jr. I remember when they hired Charlie Weiss, Weiss Jr. at FAU. They said that this guy is a prodigy. They're like, this is going to be the greatest really? offensive mind. Yeah, like, and Lane's brought him with him, and now he's the offensive coordinator at Ole Miss. And Ole if Miss Lane is, Kiffin thinks you're a good offensive mind, then you probably are. I, I think <laughs> it's safe to say that you're a good offensive mind. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But the coaching carousel, it's all of our favorite season. Definitely. I love definitely it. Definitely Sam's. Probably mine, too. I love it. Five Pete, power five I love jobs. you. You better be on your shit this year. I'm expecting you to break all the stories. If you don't, I'm going to be really upset. But, yeah, I mean, Jake, I didn't mean to cut you off here. Let's. Oh, you're good. No, no. I'm just There's so jacked up. I like to talk about more. Five power five jobs. Six, probably. Uh, the, the writing's on the wall at Auburn. And when you when you try to put together a short list, I think Auburn's easily the toughest uh, of these to make one for because this is such a big hire for them. It's like you 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 risk becoming what Tennessee's been for the last decade and a half if you don't nail this next hire. If you're Auburn, I think there's a few names that really come to mind, and namely there's one that kind of paramounts above the rest, in my opinion. I think it's Hugh Freeze. Yeah, I no, think that, that I, is the I one. Think if you Freeze, don't get him, it becomes dice. I think Hugh Freeze has paid his due at this point. He's done a great job at Liberty. Even post-Malik Willis, he's doing a great job this year. Great recruiter. It's legal to drop bags now. No, I'm with you. I mean, I, I think that's a no-brainer. I think it's something you have to do. But if you can't get him trying to come up with names after that, if you can't get Kiffin either, well, which probably Well, there, there's not certain happen. names that you think of. I mean, Jamie Caldwell. The one at yeah. Coastal Carolina is one he, to come to mind. It's like, is he ready for the SEC though? I think Georgia but Tech might be. A was little bit better was fit. Billy ready for the SEC? That's the thing. You never. These guys make. Was Gus ready for the SEC when he jumped in and made the national championship? Yeah, it's risk. You never know. It's risk. It's crapshoot, as I would like to call I it. I will say, if you want to harken back to what made the Malzahn era work, like the early Malzahn era, the, Chadwell's offense is similar. Yeah, I, I agree. It would, And I think Chowrell is a good leader of man. I don't know about his recruiting chops, but he definitely has an eye for talent. Look at some of the guys he's gotten out of Coastal Carolina. I mean, you look at Isaiah Likely, a guy who's making an impact on Sundays already. I think that would be a strong hire for them. And there's a name that's a wild card. I don't know if he would do it, but boy, this would be something. Mm-hmm. I think you got to give Deion Sanders a call. If you're Auburn. If you're Auburn, you got to give Deion Sanders a call. He's going to end up Because one of how do you out-recruit Nick Saban? The answer is you don't. You don't. Unless you're Kirby Smart or for somehow, some reason, Jimbo with oil money. But the best way to do it is to roll arguably the greatest defensive back of all time in his... The greatest personality. In the, in one of the greatest personalities history, of all time. Roll him into your living room. Let him impress you. You're I mean, right. That, I mean, you're right. I don't know if the people in charge at Auburn, how open they would be to giving him his first FBS job at a place as big as Auburn, but... There's a good chance he ends Look, up in one of these. These are the same Auburn people that hired Bryce Harrison with no SEC, prior SEC experience, with good results at Boise State, but nothing major. I mean, they're the ones who knowingly hired Bryce Harrison. We all said it was a bad hire when it happened. Yeah, why did they hire Did anyone him? think that was a good hire? No. Harrison from Boise State. No, terrible. I mean, it's one thing if he gets hired at UCLA. It's one thing if he gets hired somewhere on the West Coast, even in the Big 12. But to jump from Boise State... Even Chris Peterson wasn't crazy enough to do that. It takes such a certain type of person to win. We gave Chris Peterson the opportunity to come from Boise State to Florida. He wouldn't do it. Question. Um, Is there any chance Sonny Dykes goes anywhere else? I actually, that was another name I'm going to mention. I don't think that Auburn would hire him, but 
I could see Sonny Dykes going back to the West Coast. Somewhere yeah. on the West Coast. I just don't think, Fun fact don't about think he's Dykes, guy. He played collegiate sports. Do you know for which team and for what sport? Sonny Dykes. Uh, I know he was the coach at Cal in SMU. Did he play tennis? Played baseball for Texas Tech for four years. Really? Wow. His dad was uh, the football coach there. That's why. Oh, wow. That's cool. I didn't know that. Spike Dykes. Yeah. Oh, well, let's, let's go through the great football Those guy, would yeah. be my Spike three for Dykes Auburn. Those would probably be my top three for other Auburn. Other well, names, you would have to give a call. I'd give a call to Todd Monken from Georgia, the offensive coordinator. Mm. I would give a call maybe to a guy like Sean Lewis from Kent State, one of those names and one of those young names in the coaching industry. Yeah, you're not going Mac to. The only reason that uh, a group of five guy like Billy was, I think, able to work out is because he was already in the South. That makes sense. I, I don't think you can go Mac to Auburn. But Sean Lewis has some prior recruiting experience. It, it's just such a... Um, These are just guys I would give a call. Yeah. Those top three I named are probably my top three candidates for the yeah. Auburn job. Now let's go to Nebraska. I'll give, you, I'll, give, I'll give you Freeze. I'll give you... I think you have to try for Kiffin. You try, but maybe, if you're maybe, Lane... Maybe, maybe the appeal of, look, you're not going to get a national title at Ole Miss. You can't recruit there. But you can recruit those kind of classes at Auburn. May, maybe that appeals to him, but I, I feel like he's such a guy. I feel like Lane Kiffin's not one to want to deal with all the bullshit that comes with the Auburn boosters. I Getting agree. bossed around, told what to do. I don't think. That, I, you actually kind of just stole the words from my mouth because yeah. I was going to say they might, have an, they might not even get the guy they want because they have an institutional problem. Yeah. And it's been said by every coach that has left there. It's been said by multiple people who aren't there, who have friends in, that work there. I mean, it's a known thing that Auburn has a lack of institutional support for its athletic program. So if you're a coach, and unless you're a guy like Bruce Pearl who got a second chance given, why is that somewhere you actively want to leave where you are to go? I and mean, unless you're Hugh Freeze who would be giving, getting a second chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah, I mean, Dion would be. The, the young guy that I like, um, I think a couple of the other jobs we might mention briefly, like Colorado, Arizona State, he'd be more more fit to go there because I don't think you make the Marshall to Auburn jump. But Charles Huff at yes, Auburn, he's done a great he coached job. under Saban. He'll be, I think, there's a good shot he gets one of these Power 5 jobs, but one of the lesser ones. And now Probably I have another Auburn. name I just want to throw out there just because if Maryland keeps winning, like. give Mike Loxley a call. See, the thing about him is he has been doing pretty well at Auburn because, I mean, sorry, at Maryland because he's able to recruit pretty well for the Big Ten. In the DMV. He's put a fence no around one, the DMV. No one's ever accused him of being the greatest football mind, though. So I feel like I don't, I, everyone everyone in the SEC is a great recruiter. And right? one last like, name. I, just Maryland's comfortable for him. One last name just for shits. Ed Ogeron. Ooh. Why not? Give him a call. Give him a call. Give him a call. What if he brought what Joe he, Brady with what him? What is he doing at Miami right now, if anything? Like, why he's he probably doing? just going on dates and going to the beach. Dates. He's, yeah. But let's go over to the Midwest because every team in the Midwest is going to be fighting for this man named Lance Leopold. Yeah. Leopold. And everyone he wanted to talk to be, about him for Nebraska, but boy, did that just get more but complicated. But Wisco just said, that hold just my beer. Yeah, let's Wisconsin. get something straight here, though. If Wisco goes, they how many games they have left this year? Eight. If they go at, at the worst... Six yeah, no, and two, two and six and two, five and three. 
They'll just promote Jim Leonard full time. Jim Leonard is Wisconsin's chosen son, just as Paul Christ was before him. But Jim Leonard has had multiple opportunities to leave Wisconsin. He's never left. I feel like they're just going to promote Jim Leonard because I kind of foresee them turning this thing around a little bit. And people, I've seen a lot of people complaining about the Chris firing on social media. Records can be a little deceiving. Sometimes. I don't think he really wanted to be there anymore. I don't think he, it's not even that he wanted to be there. I don't think he wanted to adapt to the new and Wisco was going to fall behind. I actually think it was a really heads up play by Wisco's athletic department. Yeah, people are mad. I think it takes like, guts he, to fire him. Yeah, so like it does. And I, mean, I think it was the smartest move they could have done if they're willing to hire someone outside of the box. Like, right. I think Lance Leipold could potentially save Wisconsin football. I think but, Lance Leipold, I mean, could, yeah, he could be the one to bring Wisconsin football. So the problem, I mean, it just so makes sense. That they right? It just makes sense. But yeah, I think Leonard. Also, would be an improvement over Chris, just again because he's younger, I, but the more thing willing is, to. Leonard's not going to recruit. The next era. Leonard will be very similar to what Chris did. You don't think he? You, I, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs. So, of from what I've heard, it seems like he'd be a better recruiter. Is that he's younger, they more just, energetic? They follow the Barry Alvarez method, where you recruit these big guys from the trenches in Wisconsin, you let that carry you, and you get the playmakers to trickle down to you, and that's the same thing that Leonard will do. And yeah, it worked for years. I mean, they made countless Rose Bowls with Paul Christ, but. At a certain point, college football has changed so much. You're going to fall behind if you just keep doing the same thing you've been doing for the past 30 years. Right. Big world. Um, I'm not saying for the Wisconsin job because I don't think the ties really match. and I don't think that he's going to want to go to a rival like that. But there is one name I feel like is going to start getting those head coaching at least, or at least maybe first coordinator before, but mm-hmm. Brian Hartline. Well, you know, when yeah. does he start getting that, like, real... So, from what I've been... He- hearing or what I've heard in the past at least Hartline's being groomed to be the next head coach at Ohio State you think yeah because really I've heard there's a, I, I, I've he, heard some character issues with him really I actually well, maybe I, not ones that affect football though more well, on the womanizing what I've heard well, that not, probably doesn't not matter. when he was in Miami I a feel class like act. my Classic hunch guy. is I believe that day will be at the NFL level eventually he's an NFL guy he came from the once NFL once Eberflus gets fired I mean, look, I, I think there's been countless situations the past couple of years where Day should have been hired by someone. And even so, I don't think Ryan Day is like this end-all, be-all college football game. Yeah, I mean, at what point He's kind of been... He's been questionable. Some of his play-calling decisions have been questionable. Well, it's like, years. no, I don't think you could name in the history, uh, modern history of college football, someone who's been put in as good of a situation as he was. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, probably not yeah. even close. Urban probably just not said, even close. "Hey, take this million dollar house I just built yeah. and live in it. <laughs> Let's see how quick you can destroy it." He's he's doing fine, but I mean, as a, as a head coach, Ryan Day, his record the as record a head coach, yeah, thirty nine and four. That, that's absurd. It's uh, that's crazy. But again, as you said, it's a million dollar house. He just hasn't ruined it yet. Exactly. It, it's been. I mean, he hasn't won a national title yet. Urban did. It's been an improvement over the last. The first three, four years of the, the day era, it has been an improvement over the last three, four years of the urban well, the era. The offense looks a yeah. lot they st- better. The offense they, looks a lot better. They've, they're a modern NFL How offense. How much of that, though, is just urban sticking by JT Barrett for four years? Yeah, and they ran a really old-fashioned spread. Who was their OC at the time? It was like Kevin Wilson. I think Kevin Wilson's there now. I think it was Tim Beck. Yeah, their fans hated him. but yeah, Hardline, like Arizona State should give Hardline a call. Earlier. Yeah. A lower-level school like that. It's a good take. It's a good take. But for Nebraska and Wisconsin, I think it's kind of the race for Leopold if he even wants to leave. I think he'd be more inclined to leave for Wisconsin with his history in the state. As Big Will educated us a couple weeks ago, 
D3 legend at Wisconsin Whitewater. So I think yeah. the ties there are obvious. If you go over to Nebraska, that's a very difficult opening to gauge. A lot of people are saying Matt Campbell. That would, I mean, maybe that name has lost its luster a Dude, little bit over Matt the last Campbell year, but Matt Campbell is a has been he, a freaking name for head coaching yeah. positions for Forever, four yeah. years. Since he like left, I remember when he got hired from Ohio because Ohio was pretty good in the MAC that year. Mm-hmm. And I remember that it was an even it was a deal then. Like, oh, Matt Campbell was the hottest name in the. And then Iowa State beats Oregon, yep. not Oregon, Oklahoma. They did beat Oregon. Well, they did beat Oregon, I guess. But they beat Oklahoma. They beat that, that was when they bust on the scene. Remember, they Alan Lazard. They beat a top. It was five a good team. TCU was, team too. Yeah, Triple. and people were like, Matt Campbell's the chosen one. He's the next great, yeah, coaching candidate. He still hasn't moved. Yeah, I mean, I think. I think Leipold's a better coach. I agree. I think, I'd rather have Leipold. I think there's more upside with Leipold. It, 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 it'll be interesting if... Because Wisconsin, like, it's... I think if they don't either go get Leipold or promote Leonard, I think everybody would be shocked. And maybe them pulling the trigger so quick, quick on Chris, maybe you see that as them wanting to get in, in the race for Leipold, seeing, oh, shit, Nebraska's probably going to... I just think I don't even think it's that they want to get in the race. They want to leave the door open. They don't want to put themselves in a bad position. Where yeah. and they also want to see how Jim Leonard does as head coach. I think that's also a this that's is a, yeah. he has an eight game tryout. Yeah, that's, sort yeah. of like uh, yeah at, at Nebraska. I mean Nebraska. I mean you want to talk about major openings, right? This is a crucial point for them because the entire Big Ten is about to change, and you are about to decide what your identity is going to be in this new Big Ten and. It, to me, it's imperative this hire because Scott Frost was the guy. That was your nuclear. That was your r- big red button nuclear bomb. This is going to be our best hire since Tom Osborne, and it didn't work out. Whether it was a lack of institutional support, whether it was a Scott Frost issue, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But this, I I cannot stress how imp- I think even more important than Auburn, honestly. Yeah, uh, there's going to be a lot of stories that come out about off field stuff with Frost. Definitely, a lot. It's got to be something. Yeah. Have you ever noticed? You guys watch Breaking Bad? course he looks like todd from looks breaking like todd, bad who's yeah. also wasn't todd from breaking bad and friday night lights he's been in a bunch of stuff he was in black mirror he was in the irishman wait, wait, which episode of black mirror uss callister wait who was the guy who looks like scott frost you know him uss callister what jesse Plemons, uh, the star trek guy wait like the main character yeah he's not like scott frost at all what jesse Plemons? When he was in Breaking Bad, he did. Now, if you're not a, in USS Calister. tell me this guy. That oh, that, there that he like does. Scott Frost. No, but there he does. But he did yeah. in USS Calister. If you're in Nebraska, though, okay, Scott Frost and Jesse Pinkman. Right? Wow, yeah, yeah, Scott Frost and Jesse Pinkman. It's actually Scott Frost and Billy Napier. But <laughs> <laughs> that's great podcasting. Billy Napier. I never. <laughs> if you're in Nebraska, Jesse, Pinkman. your number one call, at least in my humble opinion, is Mark Stoops. That would be the complete program changer, the revitalization, the shot of endorphins that you would need. I, th- I feel like if, if Stoops is going to leave Kentucky, because I, I, he played for Iowa. And so I feel like the uh, Kirk Ferentz, this whole Brian Ferentz as the OC situation, th- that might be what ultimately sinks. That would be wild. Imagine if there. Iowa, if Iowa had an opening, Mark Stoops. it would be like every major Midwestern team has an opening. Every major like team in like the heart of the country. Like think about the teams you think of when 
Wisconsin, like the Wisconsin's of the world, and Nebraska. I'm not players. even saying this season, but like, yeah, yeah, it could be his demise. The Heartland. I don't know. Just quick other openings that are, Arizona State's open. They fired Herm Edwards. Surprise, surprise. I that was a horrible decision when it happened. Uh, I feel like Kenny Dillingham, the offensive coordinator at Oregon. He's from Arizona. He's from and he's Arizona. Really young. So it's really like young. A shot of good energy. hire. Look at how well Dan Lanning's doing at Oregon. <clears throat> I feel yeah. like that's a similar hire. Uh. I thought, I mean... What else is open, even? I mean, well, Arizona State, again, Charles Huff for Marshall, I think. That's one you would... would for Colorado about. and Arizona State, I think you have to interview Huff. Um, Jake Dickert at Washington State. Now, I know it'd be within the same conference, but he's done a pretty good job there. Oh, and by the way, he's from Wisconsin, so maybe they... Maybe he has, like, a plan C, but probably not. But namely for Arizona State or Colorado, I think, because... Those are two schools who, you know, in the next round of realignment, let's say the Pac-12 breaks up, probably move to the Big 12. Washington State is going to get screwed. Yeah. And so it's like... That's a big name I've been seeing on Because Dickert also, he's not from Washington. There's no real, like, tie there. So I could see I could see that happening. Um, Colorado? What about giving Jim McElwain a call? I know, I, I know they want to go younger because Doral was... Carl Durrell, boring, you know, they, they want a younger guy, but you take a chance on one of these good bright young, you take a chance on one of these bright young minds if you're Colorado. You have nothing to lose. What what do you gain by getting someone who's already fizzled out somewhere? I, see, if I'm a At Col- Florida, though, who doesn't fizzle out here? That's true. It's a good I mean, point. <laughs> it's a good point. I don't know. I If I'm them, I hire a bright offensive mind or a bright defensive mind. Yeah. One other to- name that I've just been seeing, because... Illinois' defense the last two years has been phenomenal under Bielema, and their coordinator, uh, Ryan Walters, he played for Colorado. So that name is being thrown around, Ryan Walters. Or even, like, uh, Ohio State's defense has been so much better this year. Like, what, give Jim Knowles a shot. Jim Knowles? Yeah, give – I don't know. Yeah. But, it's look, we have a long time until we're going to do our coaching carousel episode. We'll talk about all of these options ad nauseum. We'll have hot boards. Remember, think about how into this week – is a coaching carousel episode. Jeez. It is. We talked about this for a while. Uh, Let's just do lock of the weeks and then do our Florida picks and it's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. It has been an hour. Well. All right. So when me and um, so when me and Sam get going on the coaching stuff, it's yeah, just like I know. It's I just know. like we just love it. I don't know. Love it. <laughs> love I it. Love yeah. it. I, I eat it up. What other jobs before we move on? Is there gonna be like a no, big big not. job? What no? Well, I, I don't know. There were seven big ones. Maybe, maybe we'll save this for next week. Auburn will probably be the biggest. Auburn will probably be the biggest. Yes. Um, Florida, Missouri, Sam, what, what's your, what's your pick? Does Florida cover minus 11? 34 to 21. Florida covers minus 11. Jake, your pick. We're not going to cover. No. Sam. So uh, we'll you win you, by you, 10. Uh, you didn't do score. Sam, I don't know what is up between us, but I feel like last week it was the same deal. Like you picked, I, I have a very, I had written down before this episode, an extraordinarily similar score. 34, 20 Florida. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. My lock of the week is going to be Utah minus three and a half at the Rose Bowl against UCLA. Yes, UCLA looked very good against Washington, but the Utes are a whole different animal. They're going to ground the, they're going to pound the rock, play stout defense. Clark Phillips is probably the leader for the uh, the Thorpe Award right now in the country. I'm going with the Utes as my lock yeah. of the week. There's going to be a lot of points scored in that game because both have very balanced attacks. Really? I, I, don't, I don't think either one's really. I'm thinking it's going to be Utah all the way. I'm not even going to swing. You think? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think I think Utah covers. But I agree. But I, 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 I think I'm Utah not, will win, though, yeah. 
Not as confident as you, but I think Utah is a much better team. I have two locks. Two locks. Because I've been having. It's been a rough year for locks, locks? the weeks. Because I had I had uh, Arkansas two plus seventeen locks. last week. That that was brutal. But thanks, Jane Hazelwood. Um, they hosed you, yeah. Uh, they screwed you. BYU. I looked at that game beforehand, thought they'd be favored. They're plus three and a half in Vegas against Notre Dame. I like the Cougs. I like the Cougs. Mm-hmm. And my lockest of the week, very confident in this pick, minus three, the Wolfpack hosting the Seminoles, NC State hosting oh, FSU. NC State hosting FSU, yeah. minus three. Take the Wolfpack. BYU, Jaron Hall's an NFL quarterback. He is making He's more of an NFL quarterback than Zach Wilson week is. Out. Yes. And we'll get to the Dolphins five minutes. Don't worry. Don't worry, Big Will. May just sit through that. Um, Tennessee LSU, That I think that also. Tennessee LSU, TCU Kansas, and uh, the Utah-UCLA game you mentioned. Game of the week potential in all those three. I think yeah. Tennessee LSU will be close. I think that'll also be a shootout like the Utah game. Um, speaking of shootouts, my lock of the week, I will... Go um, the North Carolina Miami spread is Miami is a three and a half point favorite, and yes, the North Carolina defense is Swiss cheese this season. It's a good spot for TVD or Garcia to get right and get moving, but I think Drake May is better than either of those two, and I think North Carolina wins outright. It's going to be the Drake May show at Hard Rock Stadium on, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. October's very own. And then, yeah, Love I guess Drake. before we wrap up the college football stuff, I just have to point out that if I told you to in, I think it was it was May or June when that happened, but you know what I'm going to talk about, the, the Jimbo Saban feud. If I told you then that we wouldn't even really talk about that game on this week's show, you would have called me crazy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, who could have seen this coming? Yeah. Jimbo's got to get his head out of his ass. Mm-hmm. What, what, it is I mean, wild that, like... I mean, that was the game of the year coming in. What is going on with him? The game is in Tuscaloosa, right? It, it, mm-hmm. they, they were going to cover. It's, <laughs> yeah, no, try, They are going is, to play their best game of the season this Saturday. And they pretty much played it last week for most of it without their starting quarterback. So. Gibbs looks unbelievable. I mean, yeah, it looks like they, they finally were able figured to, out how to use Gibbs. Yep. Well, yeah. The fact that they were able to... Plug Milrow in and then sort of adjust the offense. What's the over under yeah. on rushing yards Alabama has as a team on si- rushing yards as a team? Well, Bryce Young might play though, so that kind of complicates yeah. it. Matters. I don't know. Looks pretty hurt. All right, Big Will. Um, I don't envision a scenario in which the Dolphins lose on su- on Sunday. I have to agree with you. I, I just, I, 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 I just, I think we're leaps and bounds better than the New York Jets. I hope I don't have to eat my words. I have faith in Teddy. I have faith in Mike McDaniel to create a proper game plan with a week and a half to prepare. Um, I, I just, I think the Jets, they beat a very bad Steelers team that has no offense in which they had like a million turnovers. Yeah. And they barely won, and they really getting killed for most of the game. I, I just the Jets are not good, and the Jets, they're they've been even worse at home than anybody <laughs> on the road. Like they're they're two and zero on the road, they're zero and two at home. The game's in New York, and there's gonna be a shit ton of Dolphins fans there. It's MetLife takeover. Um, 
I think we're going to be able to run the football. I, I'm a little worried about a couple things. Injuries in the secondary. I don't know if Xavier Howard's going to play. Byron Jones is not playing. He hasn't been good this season. He's not that exactly. Playing, he will be. Yeah, He'll get better, but he's been banged up all mm-hmm. year, and it's mm-hmm. certainly affected him. Caterco, who's been stepped up. Nick Needham's fine. Keon Crossan's looked pretty good also. Um, I, I maybe a little worried about their – because they, they, have, they have some pretty – I mean, Corey Davis is solid. Elijah it's Moore the best skill talent like I Garrett can ever Wilson remember a Jets team. Oh, having. absolutely! And then Brees Hall is going to be part of the backfield. Yeah. But I just, I think we control the clock. I don't think they have any answer for Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. I think Teddy's good enough to deliver them the ball. The scheme is going to work. Guys are going to be open, and we just a lot more talent than they are. Question: I, My biggest worry would probably be Wilson using his legs. That's fair, yeah. I think that would probably be my biggest worry headed into Sunday. But even that is something I think we can mitigate. I know the defensive line has been getting pressure all year, but we haven't quite been able to finish. I think this would be a great game to kind of capitalize that and turn that around. But, yeah, I would say that's definitely my biggest worry. I think the Dolphins will roll, even with Teddy. But Teddy lost us that Cincinnati game. Oh, my goodness. Wait, wait, wait. Could do it again. Shefty bomb. Shefty bomb. Zach Wilson out Sunday. Not true. Date with Giselle Bunch. Uh, I think Tom yeah, Brady's. I, know. I, I, think, be pretty cool. I was like, I, I think I, Tom Brady definitely got a million yeah. tweets. By yeah, now. You already would have been sent that. Yeah. I think Tom Brady's just a Brady going to start dating a Kardashian. Card- He's in Tampa though. But yeah, he can. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, which Kardashians are are on the market? Well, Kim's uh, on the market. Kim's on the market. Yeah, yeah. Pete, Pete Davidson? Davidson's going to date Giselle. Oh, Pete Davidson. Yeah, that's a better. That's a better take to date Giselle's Pete Davidson. What if Pete Davidson and Tom Brady like, just start dating? Love is love. <laughs> wow. Um, my question is, is, Sauce Gardner is already CB1. In I mean, I've, he's been good, hasn't he? He's been great. He's is, been, he, is he primarily going to be matched DJ up with Reed has been um, better I think, though, and Tariq Woolen in Seattle has been fantastic, if we're talking about defensive rookies. He's been really good, yeah. But um, I don't know. I think they'll just put him on. He'll be on his own boundary, yep. and whoever yep. lines up against him. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, they're I feel not like covering. You Tyreek can't Hill. devote special attention to either one of them because right, yeah. they'll just kill you. It's they're not the, che- the penguin though. and the cheetah. It's, it's insane. Like the other day, I was texting with some camp friends. It really is. And I sent them who are Jets fans, and I was busting their balls. I was like, "Sauce looks good, but he can stop." And I sent the penguin and the cheetah, and that we stopped busting balls because he was like, "Wait, that's actually so cool that you can call your receivers the penguin and a cheetah." <laughs> yeah. like he was like, "That is sick. It is cool. It is pretty cool." And the snowman, Javon Holland. But I think that's our show. Fins up, Big yeah. Will. Do you want to give a prediction for the Fins game on Sunday? Yeah, I wrote it down. Let me pull it up. I am really just happy that Tua. Seems like he's not. I mean, who knows? I don't know. I, I'm uh, glad that it seems like they're treating it as a normal concussion because it looks really bad. It looks really bad. I have Dolphins 3117. Meanwhile, we've got a special guest appearance from Brad Larry Shimmerino. Bradley. Bradley Schimmel, my uh, sports anchor partner. Good to have you here. Is uh, Jamie Goldman's coming in as well. Look at this. Jamie. A, a, a late podcast su- surprise. We're an hour and nine minutes in, and in comes Bradley Shimmel. What do you have to say, Bradley? Speak speak your mind, sir. Well, I think this is a good opportunity to promote our uh, fantasy football podcast, Through the Wire. Uh, definitely listen in. Every week we're talking fantasy Through football. the Wire? Through the Wire. That is a good name. Oh, it's a Kanye reference. We're actually going to use that, uh, the Kanye reference, as sort of an influence for our logo, but we ended up just doing it with Justin Jefferson. We were actually thinking of naming it. We were going to name it the Nitty Gritty, actually. I don't think it's this Through the Wire Bleacher Report podcast, right? No. We're not that official. 
with four four NBA players are are are, are on that one. It's House of Highlights. Yeah, it's a Bleacher Report podcast. It's got six point seven thousand reviews. Give us a listen. We're gonna help you win a championship. Okay, so uh, my running back, Jonathan Taylor, who's been a disaster. He, he's hurt right now. It's it's horrible. I don't have any backup running backs, really, because Elijah Mitchell, his knee just exploded on, like, his fourth carry of the season. But, so, my backup options, right. since it's a 14-man league, are Dontrell Hilliard. 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 Sorry, pronunciation police. That's me. And... Who else? I don't even know. A backup running back, like Craig Reynolds. What, what do I do? You do nothing, and you give I mean, up, and end this you, podcast like it's time to do. I mean, you kind of have to. Eat I mean, it. I was ready to end ten minutes ago before you started spewing about the Dolphins. That was the plan. Was the end? That was a planned. We started the podcast with the Dolphins. No, it, it was an end. No, it, we planned to end the five minutes with Dolphins podcast. We, just wanted to give. We, we transferred it from moment. beginning to end. We transferred it. I'm ready. All right, it's we don't care about your terrible fantasy issues. It's okay, you'll get we through We don't it. care about your opinions on the Dolphins. No, but we're talking about the Dolphins. You're, the Dolphins are significant to people who root for the Dolphins. Your fantasy team is significant to nobody but yourself. Who knows? There, there could be our listeners who have Jonathan Taylor out on their fantasy team. And they're dealing with it not with pride. Probably not with Dontrell Hilliard, so... Is that my is that my fault? Do you think Austin fourteen man league? Yeah, it's brutal. And then all brutal. my running backs are hurt. It's brutal. It's brutal. It's brutal. I know, but it doesn't seem sustainable. Running backs he, he hasn't run for hundred yards. All right, we're wrapping this podcast up. Thanks for listening to the Walk Back Down podcast, Sam. You think, you think, you think thanks for coming out, Lehman. Thanks for coming out. Thank you, Missouri. Thanks for coming out, Missouri. No, screw you, Missouri. No, it's like thanks for coming out. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. when they are down by a lot. In the, in the thanks, thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming out. Hopefully we can tweet one of those out like yeah. halfway through the game. Yes. Yeah. It's coming out. We Tigers. need we need a blowout against an SEC opponent. It's been so long. It would, I, it would be nice. For someone who wants to end this podcast, you're just keeping it going. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Won't Back Down podcast with Will Levinson, Sam Patosa, and Jake Lehman, a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. 